0: What is up, everybody? Thanks once again for tuning in to the Golden Edge Podcast. It's a new year, same show. Same show. But we're very excited that we are up again to number two in the entire planet. Starting the new year off right. Well, not quite. We want to be number one. Oh. So we do want to move up. But we thank you guys all for tuning in and listening, and certainly thank, thank you all for listening to our conversation with Bill Foley when we were in here last time. That was very, very fun of him to be in here with us. He came into our luxurious podcast studios. And listen, he is a man who, he is a very affluent individual. We know that. His suite at the Ari is very nice. Yes, incredibly nice. He's a, He is a man who knows nice things. He came in here and he was like, wow. Blow away. Wow, you guys are doing it right in this place. So we thank him for coming in uh, and hanging out. We thank you guys for all listening and checking out. And make sure you tell your friends about what we do here on the Golden Edge podcast and informing you about what is going on around the Golden Knights in a very, n- not only educational way, but also a very entertaining way. That That's just how we roll. We're bringing around. the mirth, too. We're all about the mirth. What is mirth? I don't you know, it's know what like that is. whimsy. Just throwing some adjectives a, at you right Is that now? one of your theater words? Mirth. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure what that is. But either way, you know what? We're bringing the mirth.
1: There you go. See, get it. Get up. On. Bring Bringing the mirth. It's bring 2019.
0: Bringing the ruckus. It is. It is 2019. It is a new year. Uh, and we resolve to do even better for you guys to bring you even better shows. So we're looking forward to that. Hopefully we get off on the right foot. But yes, as we said, tell your friends, tell everybody, check out the podcast, subscribe, comment, wherever you find your podcast and let everybody know just how wonderful we are or how much you hate us. Either way, it all works for us. So Mm -hmm. tune in and let us know how you like it. Well, Ben, it is a new year. The calendar has turned. And things are certainly looking up for the Golden Knights. They are playing really well right now.
1: Yeah, they are on a four-game winning streak. They're on a six-game point streak. And their defense has been absolutely fantastic these last four games. They have allowed three goals total, uh, one each in wins against the Colorado Avalanche, the Los Angeles Kings, and the Phoenix Coyotes. And as we're recording this on Wednesday, they shut out the Kings 2-0 at T-Mobile Arena. So it's been really hard for opposing teams to solve Marc-Andre Fleury
0: Or, in Los Angeles, Malcolm Subban, who got his first win of the year. Yeah, certainly uh, that is something we need to talk about. But as you said, yesterday a shutout for Marc-Andre Fleury here at T-Mobile Arena against the Kings. So that means, have you had your sugar crash yet from the donuts that you had this morning? Uh, Believe it or not, I did not partake in getting my
1: Krispy Kreme. Really? It's happened so much at this point. Fleury is leading the league in shutouts. He's been really, really consistent in net. And I think he even made a joke about it after the game last night that he's gonna make people break his their new year's resolutions very quickly after that uh, like I said the
0: league leading sixth shutout of the season first of all very importantly I don't think I don't think you know mirth what did you say mirth meant we're getting a definition <laughs> in here because we're you know we have a lot of very interactive listeners uh-huh. what did you say it meant let's just move on I feel like we're <laughs> stuck think, too much on mirth I think they were I, it mean maybe you're wrong I don't even remember what we were discussing but Amusement, especially as expressed in laughter, as I just Googled. Is that what you said before? (laughs) Are you not amused by this discussion? Of course I am. So I guess right now we're bringing the mirth. I don't know if we told people what mirth actually was earlier on, but I'm very proud to be. As we said, listen, I said it was going to be an educational ride. It is so far. So we all know what mirth means now. We can use it going forward many, many times. On this podcast are you are you are you disappointed in in using it incorrectly i think you might have actually i stand it by correctly. it i stand by it i i'm with you on that actually just don't back down i i appreciate that um but the golden knights don't 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 <laughs> try to turn this turn the subject that quickly i'm trying. it's fine yes go, i'm sure fans back.
1: are amused by how well they're playing i mean uh from your perspective what i just pointed out the defense what else have you seen has gotten into this team? Because are we
0: basically seeing the team we kind of expected all year, even though they got out to that rough start? I think they're having fun. I think they're playing with mirth is what they're doing out there. Uh, I don't drop things. That's just that's just how we go. Uh, no, I I think they are having fun. They're enjoying themselves. I think that helps. Nate Schmidt's return was massive. There's no question about it. We talked about it for much of the year. There was it was more than just him not being there, but he was he was not around, which was a problem for a lot of what they did. It, it forced other defensemen into roles that they weren't necessarily familiar with or more or necessarily comfortable with. And I, I think it had a lot of guys kind of stretching into um, areas that they didn't feel comfortable, they were trying to do too much, and now everybody's settled into their role on the defensive side, which has helped. But really you see the forwards participating a lot more in the in the defensive side of things. And it's not just getting involved, it, it's how they're getting involved. And you know, we talked to some players yesterday, and we're going to hear from Nate Schmidt in a little bit, about what what is going right defensively because it's not just limiting goals. They're limiting chances, shots, and everything else. And that starts with the entire team because the forwards are, you know, are getting involved in the neutral zone. They're creating havoc even in the offensive zone, not letting teams get the puck up the ice. But then, as Nate Schmidt said, a lot of times you're poking pucks away and it's just slowing down uh, the other team. But when you're poking pucks away and the forwards are there to take the puck and then turn it into offense, it totally sends a different um, – it's a different type of – of defensive play, where you frustrate the other team so much that you're not just kind of bothering them. You're actually you know, turning those 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 deflected pucks into turnovers and turning them into offense the other way and forcing the other team on their heels. So it's the entire team working together to prevent chances on the defensive end. And then when you've got a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury playing the way he's playing and then Subban stepping up and playing phenomenal in the way that he played, that helps the entire team as well with their confidence. So all of those things are working together right now.
1: Yeah, well, and you mentioned how much fun you think this team is having, and I think Nate Schmidt's a huge part of that, just the energy and attitude that he brings into the locker room. And, I mean, Coach Jargalant, like, on the road trip, mentioned how big his return has been for this team. And if you look at their record before and after his return, I mean, you, the a- evidence is just right there of how big a key he has been. He and Braden McNabb have done a great job as a shutdown pair. They were fantastic against the Colorado Avalanches top line the other night. And then Schmidt on offense has got fourteen points in twenty three games. So even he missed those twenty games at the beginning of the year, he's still on pace for a career high in points. I mean, that's how big he has been. So he's getting it done on both ends, and it's been absolutely huge for this team. Yeah,
0: he's been he's been tremendous. And you know, I, I said we, we're gonna hear from him. let's do that right now. Let's let's hear from Nate Schmidt about not necessarily about Nate Schmidt and what's going on with him, but we wanna hear from him about what the defense is doing right now to limit, as we said, not only limit goals, limit chances, and how the forwards kind of play into that for the defense. We were able to talk to him a little bit after last night's game. That was Tuesday night's win over the Kings. Um, And Nate was talking uh, about how the entire unit is performing and playing well together uh, to limit those chances on the other side. You'll hear some other voices here asking some questions, but uh, let's hear from Nate Schmidt right now.
1: I mean, when pucks have gone into areas that uh, we weren't winning, yeah, and when we're our de- if we did break up pucks, those pucks count those 50-50 ones, our forwards are winning those pucks. It's incredibly you key know, to our success as a group. Because that's you know as a defense, group, that's all you know, we want. to pop pucks and we want to be able to stay on the D side, but still be able to, you know, get a stick in and do those types of things. And when you're winning those types of you know battles and getting the pucks back, that's it sucks when you're the other team. You know, it's really kind of it's hard to play against when you're constantly having to reload and back check and you know D you keep having to go back into the zone. And because our forwards are reloading so hard through the neutral zone. I mean, it, it, honestly, it makes our job a heck of a lot easier on the back end. And, I thought tonight's fantastic uh,
0: job. has yeah, been more of the same uh, before. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm just, I was just pinpointing tonight, but yeah, I, I completely agree. I, the more that they skate, the <laughs> much easier our job is on the back end. So that was Nate Schmidt. You hear from him about uh, you know what that what their unit is doing and how they're working together with the forwards and the goaltenders and everybody else uh, to play solid defense right now. And uh, I thought he had a, a couple of really good insights into uh, how, th- how everybody is playing together. But he's not the only guy that the Golden Knights were missing for much of the season. Paul Stastny, also a big acquisition in the offseason, was expected to come in and anchor that second line, was out most of the first couple of months of the year, uh, played the first couple of games. Now he's not only back, but he's starting to get settled in a little bit. And I think he's had a huge impact uh, on the offense, especially you know the guys that he's playing with in terms of, you know he's been playing with Peary some. Certainly Alex Tuck has been a, a stalwart on that second line. So even though there's been injuries and a lot of rotating Uh, Stastny and Tuck right now are kind of holding that spot down, and the second line is playing really well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
1: you mentioned his offense. He had nine points in his first nine games back. I mean, that's about as good as you can ask for from a guy. And outside of his offense, I think his all-around game has just been huge for this team. He's doing great work in the defensive zone. In the offensive zone, when he doesn't have the puck, he's putting great pressure on the opposing defensemen and creating turnovers, which has been huge for this team. He's taken key face-offs. There's been times in the past couple games where Gerard Gallant has substituted him specifically as basically a face-off taker on the first line or on the third line just because he trusts him so much to take those key draws. I mean, he's been on the power play. He's been on the penalty kill. I mean, they've had Paul Stasny do basically everything in his return, and he's doing everything pretty well, which is why they're on
0: this hot streak. He's such a smart player. He's so good at setting guys up. And, and you talk to both Peary and Tuck, who, again, right now, that's what the second line has consisted of, and it's been incredibly productive uh, with Peary there. I think I saw 22 points uh, in those seven games that, that Peary's been around, so they've been producing so much. But both Peary and Tuck talk about how smart Stastny is and really makes the game easy in terms of, hey, Tuck can, knows that he can just go crash the net, and he's going to uh, create chances and, and generate opportunities for himself in the line. Peary knows he can kind of find his spot where he wants to be uh, on the ice and just kind of wait for Stastny to make a play, and Stastny's finding him. And, and you know, what he's been doing with that line is what was expected out of the second line. It's not the guys that were expected necessarily in the second line, but his presence has absolutely solidified that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, the guy that they're missing right now is Max Pacioretty, who we're not really sure when he'll be back. He didn't go on their most recent road trip to L.A. and Glendale. He's skating with them now, though, and he's considered – Day-to-day, which is what we get. We all are. We all are. Yes. (laughs) Which is what we get all the time. Uh, But it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Pacioretty when he's healthy because, I mean, we've talked about Brandon Peary a lot, and I feel like we've written about him a lot, and he's deserved all that because he's scored so much. He scored six goals in these seven games. He's got nine points, I believe, in these seven games. He has produced so, so well with that second line and that second power play unit. But I do think general manager George McPhee is in an interesting position right now as to what exactly they're going to do with him when Pacioretty gets healthy.
0: It, it's such a tough call, but that's it really is what you want. And I know you know, Gerard Gallant said today, hey, we are going to be in a tough position, but that's what you want. You want to have two guys playing so well or one guy returning that you want to get back in the lineup and another guy playing so well that you have to make a tough decision. You don't want it to be like, Oh, thank God this guy's coming back because now we can get rid of this bum that's in this spot. Like, this is a really tough decision. That's what you want as a professional team, and that's where they stand right now. So, you know, we've talked about this quite a bit, but, you know, sometimes people still um, aren't completely familiar uh, with some of these rules and some of the things that go on. Brandon Peary right now can be sent back to Chicago. He is the, the points leader for the AHL still, which is insane. He's the player of the month in the AHL for December, even though he was up here. For, for a good part of it, but he right now can be sent down. Not everybody has that uh, option. Some guys would have to clear waivers before they go down. And with Peary, if he plays three more games at the NHL level or he's on the roster for 30 days um, at, at any point, then you have to uh, have him clear waivers before he can be sent down. Which waivers basically means he would be offered to every
1: other team to be put on every their other NHL t- roster, which... I think we both agree at this point someone would take a flyer. There would be some team that has a spot in their top six that are like, hey, why don't we give this guy a shot while we're kind of in rebuilding mode here at the very worst.
0: Even if it's just to take advantage of his hot streak right now. Like you just grab him and plug him in and, and get some goals for the next couple of weeks. I mean, somebody would claim him. So if he has to go through waivers, he will get claimed. So they don't want him to play three more games on the roster. That's for sure, at least at this point. They... They would like, and I think Patrick will be back before that time period, so it makes it the logical choice, even though it's very difficult as an organization to say, yeah, we're going to send this guy down. It looks easy on paper. He's the one with options. Let's send him down. But he's making it a tough choice. And at some point, if it is somebody else, you might have to lose them. If it's Pierre, you can protect him and make sure he's in your organization. If it's somebody else, you might have to you know, come to terms with the fact that he's not going to be in the organization anymore.
1: Right. So, guys are talking about like guys like Ryan Carpenter, Oscar Lindbergh would have to go on waivers if, for whatever reason, you decide that we want to get rid of them to try to keep Peary. And so, that's a tough decision to make. What's also making this tough is Peary's scoring right now, as we said, on the second line and second power play unit. But if you put Pacioretty back on that second line and put Peary on that third line, does his game translate where he's still scoring as much with guys who are not as skilled as Tuck and Stasny? Guys who are more of grinders, more of hard four checkers, which Peary is not. Peary's no. a scorer. He's a shooter. But he's not the most physical guy. He's not the fastest skater. He's just got an incredible talent of putting the puck in the net, which is really useful. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of limits where you can put him in the lineup and keep him really successful,
0: I think, which is what makes
1: it so hard and puts yeah. them really in a bind right now. Yeah,
0: and, and Pacioretty was skating with the third line today at practice. Uh, Not activated off the IR yet. We're not sure if he's going to be available for the game in Anaheim on Friday. But right now they had him on the third line, which I thought was pretty interesting And that if that is the decision, if he does come back and plays on the third line, that would mean Piri is staying and somebody else would be on the way out. So certainly a lot to monitor in the next couple of days at practice if Max Patchready is going to return on Friday. And they're making that forward roster crunch even harder because they just claimed a guy off waivers,
1: Valentin Zykov, and we don't know when he's exactly going to be here. There are some immigration delays that are
0: preventing him from joining the team. We hear today. We hear that he'll be there today, but you never never know for sure. They're still working on this process, and this has been ongoing since Saturday when the signing was first made off waivers uh, when they were down in LA. So, you know, he's been on the active roster. He's been the scratch, even though he's not with the team. We'll see if he is uh, with the team today and what that means for his availability on Friday. I I doubt that they would throw him on the ice without going through practice, although he can practice tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, we'll find out what they do and, and what kind of plans they have for him. Because Gerard Gallant said, hey, he's a big guy. He is a guy that has really good hands. He can score around the net. He's got good touch. And uh, he's a big guy that can, you know, be physical in front of the net, which is something Gerard Gallant really likes. And they don't have a whole lot of on the team necessarily. So, um they have him in their plans. That's why they That's why they signed him off waivers. And uh, we'll see what he's able to do when he is part of the lineup as well. But he right now is on the active roster. So it's not like they have to make a move for him when he comes in. But, you know, m- the more guys that are valuable to the team, the more guys that they want to have on the roster, that means people have to go. Uh, and so we'll see. We'll continue to monitor what's going on there. The other one right now, Colin Miller still on IR, the defenseman. Um, no status on him. He has not been on the ice, unlike Max Pacioretty, who has been. Uh, Colin Miller, day-to-day, as we as we all are, as everyone on the team is, um, but still awaiting his return to the ice, so probably a little further off than Pacioretty. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: another guy that had a good day the other day was uh, Malcolm Subban on Saturday. He got his first win of the season, a 4-1 win against the Los Angeles Kings. He finally got the offensive support he needed. The Knights scored six goals in his first five starts, and it's really hard to pick up a win. When your team isn't scoring for you, but they yeah. scored for him Saturday in Los Angeles. And even though he really didn't let on too much, you could really tell how much it meant to him to finally get that off his back. Bill huh. Foley was in the locker room after the game, came up to him, shook his hand, congratulated him, and you could I mean he had a big smile after that. So it was huge for Malcolm Suban and I think his confidence to finally get a win. And the Knights that was their first win with Mark andre Fleury not starting, yeah. so also big to get a win from your backup goaltender.
0: It was the last team in the league to have a, a win um, for, from somebody that wasn't their starter. Every other team had, had had that already this year. And I don't think that Malcolm Subban ever lost confidence. I think he was confident. I know the team didn't lose confidence in him, but you're right in that until you actually have that success. And in, in the longer it goes, the more the story grows, and the more you start to hear about it, it does become difficult. He had you know the game in Columbus. He was great they just didn't score for him at all. There were some other games where he was completely hung out to dry and the goals really weren't his fault. But, you know, I think he was fine confidence-wise, and I know the team kept kept the confidence in him. It's just one of those things, until you actually see that win, until you actually put up those two points that are a result of your game, it's going to be difficult to, you know, to fully feel good about yourself. And I think for him, for the team, for the organization, for everyone, everyone felt great about that performance, Against the Kings because it's not like it's not like he went out there and won a game like seven six and they're like hey I got the win like he played really well he was a big part of that victory
1: right and he admitted I mean the fact that he didn't have a win was a little bit in the back of his mind but he's like you can't change your routine you can't change your approach you got to keep doing what you're doing and trust that it's eventually going to work out and that's something that uh, Paul Stasny really commended him for in the post game locker room he's like hey here's a guy that we're not scoring for that we've let you know we've hung him out to dry so much this year. And he's never pouted. He's never been mad at us. He's just kept doing what he's doing. And that's he's like that's why he deserves this win. And it's so long overdue. And we're all just like so so happy for Malcolm Subban that he finally got this win. And I think it's huge for the team to know that they have a backup goaltender that they can be confident in, and that we can they can get wins with when Mark Andre Fleury is not in the lineup. Because it's really hard to get through an 82 game season and get to the playoffs if you're not picking up wins
0: when your starter needs a night off. There you go, absolutely right, and, you know, I'm sure that they'll be more willing, even than ever, to throw Malcolm Subban out there at some point and continue to get Marc-Andre Fleury some rest, because he had a very, very busy 2018, as many people did. It was a long year. It was. They did a lot of things. They did. A lot of games, a lot of extra games because of the playoffs, and uh, 2018 in the books, 2019 ahead, though, and as good as 2018 was, maybe 2019... The way they're playing now could be even better. I mean, we will find out. I guess we'll have to see. It's going to be
1: difficult. But, they, I mean, they're in such a good position right now after this kind of recent run of victories and points. They're tied for first in the Pacific Division. They're actually tied for first in the entire Western Conference. For now, we say that uh, Winnipeg has four games in hand, meaning they've played four fewer games than the Knights. Calgary, which they're tied atop the division with, has three fewer games than them, three games in hand. So the Knights aren't likely going to stay atop the division Western Conference standings for long. But it just shows how far they've come. As we said, they started out poorly with Nate Schmidt out, and they've kind of rallied and built up points, so now they're back at the top of the Western Conference
0: kind of conversation, which I think is, at this point in the year, where you want to be. And when you talk about other teams having fewer games played, and you know at some point they're going to get to play those games and make up those points in the standings, the flip side of that is that, the Golden Knights will have more rest in the second half of the year. They they had a jam-packed schedule, so they've played more games because they were much busier. Now they're going to get some time off, some time to you know, just kind of practice and focus on themselves and not worry about the grind of a game every single day.
1: Right. I think they had eight back-to-backs at this point so far in the season, and they only have three the rest of the way. And not only is the schedule more spread out for them and they get more off days built in there, they also have more home games. They were on the road a lot the first half of the year. They played more road games in the first half of the season than anyone else in the nhl bill foley was quick to point that out when we yeah. had him on the golden edge podcast here that they had played so many road games and now they've only got 17 road games left and they've got 22 home games left and that's a nice advantage for them going down the stretch run here because they have been very very good at T-Mobile Arena
0: and very good against the pacific division and a lot of pacific division games remaining as well Although the King series is pretty much over. Just one matchup left against them after playing them three times in nine days. Uh, but that that is it for 2018, as we said. On to 2019, and it's a little past the halfway point. They've played a couple more than halfway through. But, you know, there's always time for report cards, right, Ben? So Absolutely. should we give them a grade for how things have gone in the first half? I think we could. I would give them, I would say, a B-plus for how
1: the first half of it plus a couple games, have gone so far this season. There was obviously that rocky start with Nate Schmidt out. I don't think they played to their full potential early on in the season. But you have to like where they're at right now. I think they've really turned things around. Defensively, they're playing very, very sharp, like we've talked about. The first line is still pretty solid. That second line has been great with Alex Tuck and Paul Stasny. I think you're ecstatic if you're George McPhee about the extension you signed Alex Tuck to. And right now the contract for Paul Stasny, at least this season, is looking pretty good. Mark Andre Fleury has been outstanding, and Nate Schmidt is leading a p-
0: pretty solid defensive core right now. So I would say B plus. Well, I don't like that uh, because that was my grade, and so now I have to go somewhere else. We can't give the same grade, right? Well, it's up to you. I mean, I feel like it would just kind of be unfair, and so I'm just going to go B, knowing that I would have gone B plus. I'll say B. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the same reasons for sure. I think you do have to look at the fact that. Um, while they're they have to be happy with where they are right now, they couldn't have been happy with how they started. You don't want to peak too early anyway, so you might as well save your best as the season goes on and try to get better and better and better. Uh, but I would think right now, if you say give them a grade on where they are right now, I think you would say A. Uh, but you do have to take in the the first half of the first half of the season, so the first quarter of the season, and say it was a little down. And you know now when you when you look at it, you say part of what happened in the first half also was you know, acquiring Max Pacioretty right before the right before the season started, and that trade hasn't been the greatest yet. I still think it can work out somewhat well for them, but that goes into it as well. They've they've signed some long-term contract extensions, which, which we have to look at as, I would think, a positive, but at the same time, you know, you've locked up some of your cap space for the future as well. Alex Tuck, I think it's going to prove to be a bargain in the mm-hmm. end. I think, I think he already is. E- even though he got a huge contract, I think it's they're actually saving money by signing them when they did. And, um, you know, Shea Theodore got uh, his deal as well. So they've they've locked up some of these guys, which I think is a good thing. But I don't think you can fully give it, you know, an A yet on that because you don't know. I think right now you would lean in that direction. Uh, but we'll find out how some of those contracts work out as well, which was another part of the first half of the season. But that will do it for us. I'm going to give us a C on our podcast today. Fair enough. Only because, listen, I think it was fantastic. But we can always do better because we are that. Nowhere year. to go but up. Exactly. So we'll start the year off with a C. We'll give you guys an A for being the best listeners ever. Always. Was always that, get an A from us. Was that pendering enough? I hope so. Okay, Just making sure. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you learned something today, like the definition of mirth. You're welcome. AP lit students out there. Exactly. Who need to know these words. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, check it out. Comment, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts And uh, we will talk to you again very soon. Make sure you follow along in the Review Journal. Ben Goats, Adam Hill, also Dave Shane, who is on the beat with us as well. We will talk to you guys again very soon. Enjoy the Golden Knights games and enjoy the new year.